Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Seek Therapy Podcast. It's me, Jasmine. I am here with my fiance, Joe, and my best friend, Julie. And thank you guys for just joining in on another episode of Seek Therapy Podcast. Seeking, seeking, seeking. We are seeking therapy. Therapy. Podcast. Podcast. Uh, 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 seeking. 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 We are seeking. Therapy. <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Actually, I did it again. I lied. <laughs> so, I am not here with Joe and Julie. Joe is sticking to his commitment and he went to class and um but Julie is here. Hey guys, welcome to 2020. I wasn't here last week, but I'm back. back. Welcome back. (laughs) And we also have some very special guests here with us. I'm gonna let you guys just introduce yourselves to we, we haven't come up with a name for our, like, fam, our, our <laughs> listeners yet, but, um... I yeah. threw out therapy seekers, but y'all didn't like it, Yeah, so. we didn't like that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry. It's okay. Constructive <laughs> criticism. Yeah, it was a no, but I love you, so there's that. Thank you. <laughs> Honestly, the best policy. Right. Yes. <laughs> So we have Anthony here. Hello, hello. My name is um, Anthony Duncan, and I'm the co-founder of Bed to Silence. Yes. Yeah, sure. So my name is Darius Dukes, and I am actually one of the creative directors of Death to Silence. Yes. yes. And what is Death to Silence for the people that don't know? So Death to Silence is a social initiative that creates space for like unspoken mental health issues and we also offer resources for healing and support. Yes. And how that came about, I was inspired by like talking about my sister. My sister committed suicide about eight years ago now. Mm, and I'm sorry to hear that. Thank you. I, I definitely do appreciate that. I can receive that now. But like during that time, like about eight years ago, I wasn't talking about it, I was glued my family. And so once I did speak about it, I felt the sense of freeness and I was able to really see myself and people to see me vice versa. And I started to speak out more and more and I realized that we don't have these healing spaces and we don't have these conversations because we're afraid of like the stigma, you know? Exactly. Go to church, pray about it. Right. Keep it and that's outside. that. Right. Exactly. And don't deal with it, you know? Exactly. Don't that's it. it. Exactly. Therapy was even something that we talked about like in my household as well. Mm-hmm. So you know, you don't want to be that's a crazy one. Exactly. Therapy, I'm good. And so me and my co-founder, he's like here today, uh, Osadebi, uh, one of my good friends as well. And we both, you know, we were talking one day and we both were talking about how the situation with my sister felt. And he said he was locked in his room for a whole week. And so I was like, you know, we just need to, you know, dead to silence. And like, that's really where the name came from. Like, this dead to silence and depression, anxiety, yes. any type of trauma or pain we're dealing with. And just get to a place where we're using that, using our voice as a strength. And we're actually humanizing this conversation. Exactly. So in the process, you're developing self-love and you're healing. So that's yes. like the model for 2020. Yes. Yes, I love, love it. Love it, love it. And then we also have... And so my name is Darius Dukes. I am a healing artist and filmmaker. Come on, healing artist. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> yes, so we have some special guests that are here with us. 
Joe is, like I said, sticking to his commitment and he is working out. So we're going to work it out without him. So <laughs> let's go ahead and check in. What is your highlight and your challenge from this week? Julie, do you want to start? I'll start this week. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'll start this week. So my highlights, I was off three days this weekend. The reason why I wasn't here last week is I got the weekend with my boyfriend. Mm. So we went to Vegas, and we really didn't do much but, like, be spend with money. each other. <laughs> <laughs> and spend money. I mean, like, we won some money. We lost a lot of money. I mean, it doesn't matter. Like, yeah. <laughs> we're, we're not together, about that. right? <laughs> we were together. So mm-hmm. that was good to unwind and, like, to be with him. Right. Uh, my challenge for the week. I, I don't think I've had any challenges. And, you know, we love to hear that. Love to hear it. I haven't had any challenges. Like, I've been working out. Yes. Minding my business, drinking Sweating my water. Yes. <laughs> All that. So, yes. yeah, this week is really good week, guys. That's nice. good. I'm glad to hear that. Let's see. My challenge this week has just been, like, my clients not uh, following up. So, I mean, on one hand, I'm a little more available. (laughs) But, you know, on the other hand, like, I want to check in with my kids and see how they're doing. Um, But my highlight is that I have my own therapy. And I will, I guess that is kind of a challenge because, um, you know, it was a very emotional session for me and it was like something that I didn't even think was like a big deal at all. Mm-hmm. Just resurfaced like literally like eight months later and I'm like, oh damn. <laughs> <laughs> like I just I need to handle that. So it's therapy can be it can be very like emotionally raw mm-hmm. but i think that it's very important just to get some insight into what you need to be working on and what is triggering you and how you can make those things go away or you know um diminish a little bit um so i'm happy that it happened in the beginning of the year so i can just kind of go in with a clear mind and know what i need to work on so right Start, my... i always say like january is kind of like that yeah, so I just feel like January is like a preliminary, preliminary <laughs> month. <laughs> preliminary. There you go. Yes. Thanks for the help. Um, <laughs> this is a month where, you know, you try new things, see if it's going to work, and then February, boom. Right. You're good. Yeah. You know, just try different things. You failed. Get back up. It didn't knock you out completely. Exactly. You know, so just get back to it in February and start off fresh. Yes. So. Yes. So what about you? What's been your challenge and your highlight this week? Uh, I would say there's has not been a challenge this week. Beautiful. Yes, I love to, to hear that. Oh, look at us. Finish each other's Currently still on vacation. I live in New York. Must be nice to be on vacation. You know, I don't want to go back. <laughs> <laughs> I love New York, but you know, it's, just, it's cold right now. Yeah. And just to leave, just being able just to be free and wearing a sweatshirt if you want to. It's just right. Love it. So I feel like a highlight 
is continuing to do like introspective work on myself. Yeah. Taking this time to work on things I need to work on. Yeah. Um, so when I do get back, I can hit it with the ground running. So yep. that's been like a highlight just to be in a very peaceful, certain place. Absolutely. So, mm-hmm. Bye. Yes, yes. Well, I can say a challenge for me um, has honestly been getting back into my routine. Mm-hmm. Um, at the end of January, I really sort of fell off of my routine of meditating. December? Yeah. But at the end of December, for the most part, I stopped doing like mm-hmm. my meditations and everything. Mm-hmm. So as I've been here in California, because I'm also here from New York, I've been finally connecting again with my highest self, connecting again with meditating, being outside in nature more, just really connecting. So it's been a challenge because when you fall off of a routine, whether it's therapy or meditation or anything, it, it can be hard to get back into mm-hmm. the So that has been a challenge, but a highlight for me has been aligning myself more and just getting back into my routine and yeah, just really aligning myself with being mentally, you know, just free. Yes, so, yeah. love that. I did, you're, you can see right there, we did vision boards. Um, and on my vision board, it says, Namaste mentally well. And I was like, absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know that, oh, I'm putting you on the spot because I did not tell you about this. But, um, we have a, (laughs) we have a segment and it is called new, new. And that's whenever we put people onto new things that we're listening to, watching, working outing, eating, mm-hmm. drinking, you okay. know, just anything that you would recommend. So, Julie, do you want to you want to start? Yeah, I'll okay, start. Okay, cool. Yeah, Julie, start, start, so, start it off. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm like, I'm like, choose me. I would highly suggest that all people but especially black people check out the show Watchmen. Um, oh, recently, we started watching it. Yes, I recently finished it and it really blew my mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've watched the whole entire season in like two days. Oh, shit. oh dang. And honestly, it was so enlightening. I feel like it really, I don't know, I just think all black people should see it. Okay. So, um, I would highly, highly suggest that all people watch. Do watch you have it. a premise about what it's about? Um, the only thing I can this say is confusing at first. It, it is confusing. <laughs> but it's like you gotta watch from the You game. have you yeah, can't yeah, check your phone. No, you can't check your phone. Ain't no e break. Like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you can't you can't do that. But I mean it's based off of the comic book and graphic novels watching it for the most part. And mm-hmm. um really all that I can say is it's about basically an officer living in a different dimension, which is still in alignment with two thousand nineteen or whatever time frame it is and basically she uh, starts to learn a lot about her history which um, helps her to unravel all these different things happening in terms of crime and whatever else I don't know it's just watch it that's what I said watch it it's a gotcha. lot but it's excellent it is yeah. a lot from the beginning so just you know keep on Prepare going yourself. yeah exactly. <laughs> don't stop because you know I did the Game of Thrones one episode and I was like absolutely not <laughs> Game of Thrones is so good I don't, you have to give it another chance no man we chapter is I was like I literally cause I was one of those people I was like 
Mm. Y'all four seasons in. Right. <laughs> right. So I'm going to let y'all, like, you know, watch it. I'll watch the highlights on Instagram. I was I the person like, watching it back to back to back. Like out of nowhere, it gained popularity in, like, the fourth season. Everybody's that's like, exactly oh, Game exactly. of Thrones. And I'm like, what? I feel like that's how Son of, Son of, Son of Anarchy was, though. Like, oh, I didn't Son watch it when it was live, and then I binge watched it. I was like, why was I not watching this when it was live? I, no one else watched it here. Okay. No, so, no. anyway, so, um, watch it. <laughs> so back to your new new. See, as I told, as I told you, we be digressing. Yeah. <laughs> it's just good, it's good to therapy. Exactly. Just be free to talk Exactly. I would say new new would be to pick up a new book that you in a new genre that you haven't like explored yet. You know. Do you have a book to suggest? I do have a book. Um, so right now I'm in grad school at NYU studying nutrition dietetics. Come okay. on. So, yes. Dude, now, what, now what was the word you said you studied? Nutrition and Oh, nutrition. I was like, what? <laughs> Go off though. Science. It sounds so profound. Right. Okay, yes. Yes, yes. Vegan eats. My, yes. my mom made some vegan eats. Oh, she so. did? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's, it's the way, way of life becoming. Um, but yeah, like I started to dive more into like what I'm passionate about, which mm-hmm. is like about, of course, like mental health and like nutrition. So I was like, I wanted to find a way to merge those two together because it's not being talked about in, in the minority community. Not mm-hmm. at all. Mm-hmm. So I found a book at Simply Wholesome and it said nutrition and, and mental illness. Mm-hmm. So it just talks about like this, different mental illnesses that's out there, like anxiety, depression. That. And different like chemical levels and like yeah. depends on like what you eat and what you don't eat. It kind of affects. Yeah. It does. Yeah. And if you do eat those healing foods, then you can be able to you know feel better and kind mm-hmm. of work yourself out of you know these type of mental health illnesses. You mm-hmm. know, instead of you know medicating yourself, which is not a problem, but sometimes you can try a holistic <laughs> right. way of exactly with like the foundation, you know, and that just yeah. kind of curves your way of life. So yeah, nutrition and mental illness. Um, it's about. Uh, I, I, I pretty much give you the author after this, but like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it'll be in our bio. <laughs> I'm not even going to try to be <laughs> Thank you. That's today. how so, I am, too. I'm like, you know, I'm not going to lie. I'm going to just tell you later. Right, right. <laughs> I'm going to look it up so. and we'll, we'll come back. Yeah. Um. So, my new new, and I have not yet done it, but it is coming up on Sunday, so I still think that I it counts. Um, but it is this this event that my my dad is hosting, not like hosting. He's gonna be the person, but hosting in space wise, mm-hmm. um, and it's called the Healing Circle, and wow. it is a black focused event. Mm-hmm. You know, of just dialogue among black people regarding mental illness, regarding life experiences, Mm -hmm. all kinds of things like that. So, you know, I also hope to have him on the podcast because I was able to meet with um, the person who founded it and all that. So that is my Nunu. It's coming up on Sunday. By the time this come out, it's going to be yesterday. So sorry. (laughs) (laughs) But then the next week, I'll tell you how it was. But yeah, the Healing Circle. They will be having more events in LA. So, what about you, sis? So, 
I've made it my goal to run a mile straight. Ooh. Not like right now, like okay. eventually. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so I was trying to find a way to do it. So since we're talking about new news and new ways of doing things, I found something on Pinterest on how to you do it. You love Pinterest. I do. So I got a picture here. You guys can't see it, but I'll read it for you. It's an 18-week uh, plan. So the first week, you run a minute, walk two minutes, and then it increases in 30-minute 30 second increments throughout the week the weeks so by week 18 you should be able to run for 9 minutes and 30 seconds and then walk for 2 minutes so I'm on week 2 I officially did my 1 minute and 30 second runs and I didn't die so I'm here (laughs) so by whenever 18 weeks is I'm not good at math I should be able (laughs) I feel like before 18 weeks you're going to be able to assist I know but you know, because that's kind of a long time. Baby steps, baby, baby steps. steps. Well, I got faith in you, girl. Thank you. I know you got this. <laughs> so, Julie, do we gotta talk or? So, or I'm gonna talk about the Iran situation and what I'm reading off the internet. This is not my understanding. This is what I'm getting from Time Magazine. <laughs> okay. So, on January third. Uh, the U.S. carried out a drone attack on, I'm sure I'm going to mispronounce his name, but I'm going to try, Qasim Soleimani. He was a top military leader in Iran, and we decided to kill him because he was holding... We, uh-uh. we, we, we did not kill him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to hold you. I'm going to you right there. <laughs> Sorry. I don't think I was no, ma'am. Were you? I was not there. <laughs> I did not vote for him. <laughs> no. <laughs> My coworker's mom calls him 45, so we'll call him That's 45. What a lot of people call him. 45 decided to do this. Thank you. Because, <laughs> because he was. It's a history of him doing like a lot of things to the U.S. He was he held a lot of people hostage. He like ordered murders on a lot of people. So I guess he decided to take them out. Mm-hmm. But now in return, right now there was three days of mourning for him. I guess everyone came into the Capitol and they were mourning him. And essentially, Iran gave us a warning like, "Yo, it's good. Like we about to do something." Mm-hmm. Forty five comes in like. You better not because we spend two trillion dollars. Right, first off, <laughs> where do we get two trillion dollars from? Because I thought we were in debt. That? How about that? I that's oh. what I was told. Yeah. Girl, we spend two trillion dollars on the military. However, Flint's water is still. People are still yeah. don't have homes. People don't have education. Don't have people, <laughs> the homeless, it's right. just growing. It okay, growing. people are still yeah. waiting for Section Eight for years. Like, right. but we spend two trillion. Not oh, to yeah, mention weapons. them poor people at the at the airports that wasn't getting paid. Oh my goodness, yes, the um, <laughs> government workers who weren't getting paid because of the shutdown. Mm-hmm. So Ooh. now my fear is that something is going to happen. That's where my ignorance comes in because I don't know what. I know we've saw a lot of memes and jokes about World right, War Three on right. Twitter. Yeah. However, it is serious. Like the day after, I work at the airport. So the day after, I saw a lot of military personnel they were all in their uniforms all heading back to their bases like it's this is real yeah it is real this isn't just a funny joke someone twerking in a uniform on twitter like 
this stuff can happen and it worries me because I work since I work at the airport what if it's at the airport mm-hmm. yeah we live in New York it's like what if something hits New York again mm-hmm. you know? yeah yeah because you read it like a yeah a, like um a, recently I actually read an article um where Bloomberg you know uh Wait, was it Bloomberg or was it De Blasio? Child, listen. Someone, I'd say, actually warned it, uh, a warning for New York City. And basically they said that we need to be more mindful and conscious because there could be another attack on New York City. Because exactly. obviously New York is always one of the top places. But I also read today that they threatened to attack Dubai. Yeah, I read that too. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So obviously, then that comes next. Yeah. Other major places like London or um, wherever. And so, New York City, I'm almost certain, will be up there as well. So, that's pretty scary. That's terrifying. You know, to think about it is. It's really terrifying. There's this podcast I listen to called The Read, and one of the cohort co hosts. The Read? Yeah. I thought you said greed. <laughs> so, you know, the read. Okay, never heard of that. What could that be about? <laughs> Just being greedy. <laughs> Anyways, the read, he lives in New York. And he was talking about how he lives not far from where, I guess, 45 lives. I forgot that he doesn't. Ooh, absolutely. He doesn't. Not. I forgot that he doesn't, like, the family doesn't live in the White House. No, they don't. Which is, okay, sure. And he lives on the 40th floor on a high rise. So, he's just like, well, shit. If we get hit, I'm right here. I'm right here, yeah. yeah and so true. he's like, he joked, like, I'm envisioning me and my dog running down 40 flights of oh, stairs. But that me. is tr- right. real life, though. Yeah, like, if something were to happen in New York, he's on the 40th floor. Mm-mm. That's it crazy. Would be chaos. It would literally be chaos. And, yeah, I don't, think, I don't think the United States is actually ready for something like that. And the way that he keeps also sort of, like, you know, if you do this, if you attack our people, then, you know, we're going to attack Very you. Very retaliatory. We are the ones who will struggle from that. Or the people over there, i say. Exactly. You know, mm-hmm. People in the military, they're the ones who actually struggle. They're the ones who die. Nothing exactly. happens to this man. Right. And they're the ones who gain mental, yeah, <laughs> mental, mental health yes, issues. PTSD. PTSD, it's very real. And then, you know, with that comes substance abuse and their homelessness, you know. Yes, 100%. So it's a mess. It is a mess. It's a huge domino effect. And I, for him, with no formal, like, military background, to not even understand what the troops are going through, because at least, like, presidents before, we might not have agreed with what they did, but at least they had training in that background. So it's just... And he, I know it's the 21st century, I understand it's 2020, but he tweets so much and it, it it's baffling to me that his yeah. staff allows him to get on his it phone is. or his computer and like express his feelings like this. <laughs> to be honest, it's baffling what they allow him to do in general. Right. <laughs> a week before. <laughs> God be pussy. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> no. Podcast. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's a whole nother, just why? Privilege. Why? Exactly. Yes. Yes. Trash. Because Trash. if Obama, or not even Obama, if anyone else had said anything like that, they would have been outraged. There's no way he could yeah. be president. Like before no. he got, I must say, hired. Can we fire? Before, well, we're trying, but now. Like you guys brought up, we can't, like, can't impeach him no. now if we're going to be at war. So, so we... this is just, it's wild. And <laughs> I I hate it. <laughs> you know? It's just a lot. 
that's a lot and it's really scary to think about it because like it can be anywhere mm-hmm. yeah it can it can be literally anywhere and like i was talking to my mom about it i was like yeah american really hasn't given us a back like a like a escape plan if anything happens she was like what escape plan julie if they hit the airport y'all every like you guys are all going away scary to think about because I remember when I first got hired with this job and they talked about like the potential of a terrorist attack and they talked about how like next time it could be the train system like we don't know because we've already had an air attack like they could do the train system that's the thing about us living in New York City we're on the trains and so any they don't have any I mean I haven't been there in the last like two and a half weeks but to my knowledge they don't have any security or anything one checking people when they get on the train, so anyone mm. have anything you can mm. take right. on the train. I mean, I just anything. saw somebody smoking a blunt on the train, oh. like <laughs> on Twitter. I was like, oh, well, I've seen people literally on their knees. Oh, you'll see all types of shit <laughs> rolling. Yes, they roll. I've seen someone smoke a cigarette. I mean, as it says, no smoking. Thing. Yes, I mean, you you see everything, like literally, but it it's scary. It's yeah. scary. It is scary. So, guys, you know, just whatever you're into, pray. You know, if you have your crystals, whatever you subscribe to, just do something to make sure that you're taking care of yourself because that's all we can do. And we can't really, you know, put too much worry into it because, I mean, what what can we do about it? We not the right. ones calling no shots or nothing right. at all. So, just you just got to take care of yourself at yeah. the end of the day. <laughs> Do y'all feel like that um, that 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 bounty that the Iranian president had? It was true. Yo, it, was like fake news. it gotta be fake. <laughs> it gotta it be like, fake. In my mind, at first I was like, okay. I was like, like you know what? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. That was my like, thought. I was like, for sure. It was a conversation. So, you know? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no one <laughs> is <laughs> right. <laughs> We went on Instagram and saw like Americans like, "Hey, this is not us." Hey, he's got Sally Mae. You want to find him? I saw it. Yeah, I thought it was. Yeah, right. I will say though, some of those memes were hilarious. They were. I'm sorry, but I was cracking up, crying. Someone had tweeted like, "Black people are so used to like terrible things happening that we cope with it by joking." And that is so. That's so true. It's so true, and that's kind of getting into the topic because you know I was having a conversation with my fiance. Um, just about vulnerability mm-hmm. and how in the black community it's not okay to be vulnerable, mm-hmm. especially for our black kings mm-hmm. out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that because I'm a therapist and I work with kids. Right. And I know I see kids, you know, who do who deal with parents that are verbally aggressive and mm-hmm. things like that because you know. It's generational, generational. Right. Mm-hmm. That's how they parents raise them, so that's how they raise them. Mm-hmm. Right. And then I'm like, okay, well, your kid is depressed. <laughs> like, I like the little moment. <laughs> like they are depressed. Right. 
And so whenever you tell them that they're stupid, that further, like, you know, eats at them. Yeah. And they're focusing on that rather than the McDonald's you gave right. them or, right. you know, whatever the case may be. So I also feel like maybe that's like a mirror image, like it's how they're reflecting or they're reflecting on their children, mm-hmm. you know? Because since we do have, we talk about generational trauma, you know, trauma has been all from slavery. Exactly. To mm-hmm. Jim Crow, you know? Exactly. Just to fight so we never had the, the opportunity to cry and say, we, we, we can't do this anymore or just let it out because we had a fight. We, we've been fighting for decades. decades. <laughs> and we continue and to fight. And we're supposed to get yes. over it. Right. Yeah. We're supposed to be like, well, is that, you're that was years like, ago. get over it. And it's like, we're learning about energy. Energy just transforms. You exactly. Know? And so like, you never know that parent may have a hard day at work and she doesn't know how to deal with her emotions. And that's exactly what it is. That's yeah. happening. They're taking out their anger on the, the, the child. Exactly. You know? And the child internalizes everything because they're, mm-hmm. they're like sponges. You know? Exactly. Mm-hmm. And, you know, one thing that I have noticed working with kids is that you can do a lot of good, but if you say something bad, that's what sticks with them. And that's what kind of overrules all the good that you've done. Because we want to get back to our childlike self. Our childlike self is very happy. We're happy, we're fearless, we're we're, we're pretty much anything, everything's at our worship, we can do it, but we're here on the earth. And so if somebody says something to us, it affects us because like, wait, but I thought I was beautiful and right, smart right, and fearless. He's right. like, XYZ, he's like, something's wrong with me. And so Internal like, conflict. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And then these children, they grow up and then they have all of this trauma that they're carrying around. So mm-hmm. then they can't show affection. They don't know how to express themselves mm-hmm. because they've been, you know, mentally abused and sometimes physically exactly. abused as well. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And to touch back on, you know, what Anthony was saying too. I definitely think it correlates from slavery. And so oh, yeah. we as black people really do need to do more healing, like more stuff. Definitely. Um, and a lot of therapy just in general. Like if you're black, you should. Period. Period. You That's should. how I feel. Yeah, right. Because it's so much trauma that we're carrying it is. from our, you know, great, 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 great grandparents, from our ancestors. And so then, yeah, naturally it's passed on. And then you have this generation of parents who don't know how to really treat their kids because they don't know how to be patient with them. Exactly. I agree with that. I also think that therapy is definitely, I love in 2019, we started talking about, you know, trauma, even Mm -hmm. like, uh, with certain movies that came out last year, we started to recognize that, oh, we have trauma, we need to deal with Mm -hmm. it, and genetic trauma, and I think therapy's great. I was a big child that went to therapy when I was younger, and I just, I was like, it was a blockage. It was like, Mm -hmm. I don't even know what I'm here for. Question. (laughs) Did you have a black or white therapist? There it is. And not to be like that, people, because, you know, I love people that happen to be white, you know, Mm -hmm. because it's a difference between white people, because white Mm -hmm. people are the ones that's, you know, entitled and, you know, but people that happen to be white are allies and, you know, so fuck your child. Also, I actually, my first therapist was black. Um, Actually, I recently seen a therapist and she was white. She was the first white therapist I had, but I'm from Detroit. And so everything is very hyper black. And my Mm. parents made sure when I seen a therapist, it was a a black man and then Mm -hmm. also a black woman. And Mm -hmm. then also a native American woman. So I got to all those different, you know, polarities. So they do exist, they're out there, but you have to really research, you have to find them and hope that they have, you know, time slots. Absolutely, because I know 
you know, people look at therapy and they like it's for white people. Yes. You know, mm-hmm. only white people do that shit. But and the, I got very emotional yesterday when I was talking to Joe because it was like, you know, that is our downfall mm-hmm. that we don't heal, we don't talk about things, right. we just function. And it run from it it and it comes out in all kind of different ways. And that is our downfall because something happens in a white family. They go and get therapy. You know, (laughs) exactly. And oh, she she told me she's she got uh, hit at school. She in therapy, you know. And black people look at it as like, well, you don't need people in your business and things like Mm -hmm. that. But we do. Mm-hmm. We need we need a place to talk about the things that we've been through, the things that we've experienced. We right. just need to be able to talk about all of it. And learn how to deal with all these things. Right. You know, because not to say that you go to therapy and things stop happening because life continues. You're always uh, the table at the door. Exactly. You know, you know, but it's sure about not letting it take over you and not having such a negative adverse reaction to mm-hmm. it. So, you know, you started at the silence because we gotta talk about it. You right. know, so right. talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's like one thing, like, what people want is to talk about certain things. And so, um, just every event I've, I've done, like, I've been, like, a nervous wreck before. Like, I'm like, I've never seen this done before. I don't know what's going on. So, like, they, like, Darius, all their friends, Yvonne is part of it. They're like, calm down. Afterwards, it's like, wow, this happened, you know? And so, I really feel like people want some place to talk. Mm-hmm. And we had an event with this organization called Just Us in D.C. And it was pretty much about the criminal justice system as far as, like, black men being mm-hmm. wrongfully accused of crime. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. once they get exonerated, like, what happens to that trauma? Like, are you okay? Right. And so, we were in the room. We were talking about this. And this one girl talked about her own situation and saying, like, wow, like, I really have to, like, tell my, call my mom and, like, tell her that I'm sorry because I would have been, like, really mad at her for her whole situation. I realized, like, damn, it wasn't her. Mm-hmm. Like, it really was the system. And so I owe her apology. Mm-hmm. It's a certain situation. Like, wow, we just need these spaces. People can just come to talk and heal. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Rather it's with a professional counselor or a therapist or it was just an open space. Like, hey, this is just men and women. We're just kind of here just, like, to, to share what you got to share and also learn different practices like meditation mm-hmm. and you know, stuff that you can really learn to develop self-love. Once you develop self-love, and it's very hard to do that, you have to, like, really understand, like, what you need to work on from there. Mm-hmm. So it starts with that, like, meditation and stuff of that nature. So I have a question because you've been quiet right here. So what what do you what is your first thought whenever someone says like therapy or mental health or depression? Like what's the first thing that comes to your mind? I mean like growing up, it like you like we said, we didn't talk about it. Nope. We didn't want anyone in our business. Anything that happens at the home stays at the home. We mm-hmm. don't tell anyone about it. Mm-hmm. Beat your ass if you tell anyone about it, you know. Mm-hmm. So as I got older, I still had that uh I don't know. I don't want anyone knowing my business. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, being friends with you <laughs> has opened up my eyes to it. I just changed insurance, not by choice. It happened. So now I have a new insurance policy, and I have to find out how they're 
insurance works with therapy. Mm-hmm. So now I have well, to Well, I already know because, you know, I, I have Kaiser also and I have a therapist. So. Oh, look at resources. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so yeah. now it, it it's a scary thing to think about to go talk to someone who I don't know and now like spill my guts out to them. But I need to you do need it. You need to. Because I can't always call her. Mm-hmm. I mean, can't. I can but. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> you can't. You can for sure. But she knows, you know, just because I'm a therapist doesn't mean that mental illness skips me. You know, yeah. I get depressed. You know, my dad passed away and I was like, oh, I'm chilling. I'm chilling. Oh, his birthday came up. Boom. Depressed as hell, mm-hmm. you yeah. know. Um, and that turned into what me overeating because right. that's always been my comfort. And so it's mm. like, damn, I need to work on that. Right. So I did right. in therapy and I did a lot better. So, yes. You know why? Because I know there's a lot of things that like something as simple as someone cutting me off driving. Mm. It irritates the living crap out of me, but I don't know why it irritates me. I always seek revenge when people, in my head, I always seek revenge when people do things to me that wrong me. Mm. But why am I doing that? Mm-hmm. What is that hitting for you? Trigger moments. Mm-hmm. So I, do, I need to talk to someone about it. Because mm-hmm. even something as little as my boyfriend will say something, and I'll get so upset. Why am I getting so upset, though? Right. Mm-hmm. What's the What's the, reason what's the underlying? What's, yeah. Exactly. You have to go to that place that hurts the most. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And figure out why it hurts and, like, really let all that emotion out. You got to yep. cry for hours, mm-hmm. whatever it is. Just replace that, that point with love and just continue to be... You know, aware of that mm-hmm. and love yourself more from that. Like I exactly. hard. <laughs> it is hard. It's difficult. But it 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 was it's supposed to happen that moment. You know exactly. And it sucks because a lot of people. Sorry, a lot of people around me they don't believe in therapy. Mm-hmm. Or I've had a lot of people around me who've dealt with a lot of trauma. And don't believe in therapy. And they Maybe will not sense. go to therapy. <laughs> right. And like we'll have conversations, and they'll like like cry the entire conversation and there's not you much that I can do there besides being like, Oh, it's okay. Yeah. But like, I can't yeah. like diagnose you. I can't mm-hmm. help you and you need it, but you don't want to do it. Be more aware of like other forms of therapy as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There. That's what I was going to say. Actually. Um, have you guys heard of regression therapy? No. So, um, basically I'm still learning a lot about it but um, I did two uh, programs with the regression therapist where it was pretty much like a guided meditation that took me back to the past of situations that have happened to me and I was able to revisit those moments so that I could heal those moments and really Mm. move past them and basically what it does is it rewires the brain and your subconscious mind so that you can pretty much be your new healed self Mm -hmm. and I think that a lot of people who have dealt with trauma, people who have um, dealt with things that they can't get over should really look into it, regression therapy, look into it, because it's really excellent. It's really expensive, however, but there are um, a lot of people coming out more who are, you know, um, sharing their gifts with the world, and it's cheaper, but regression therapy. And it's like a form of hypnosis that they Mm -hmm. use, so it's sort of like hypnotizing, and they take you back to that moment, and then you're able to heal past that. Mm -hmm. So I even feel like with us being just white people in general, if we were able to do something like that more, it would help us. First, it's getting to a therapist. Mm -hmm. But even with therapy, after a while, some people still have those issues because you're speaking to a therapist sometimes 
opposite of children, you're pretty much just sort of telling your side, your perspective. Mm-hmm. This is what happened to me. Mm-hmm. With regression therapy, you're able to go back and really be held accountable for wherever it is that you're, you know, having issues at, and it helps. It helps a lot. So. Mm-hmm. That makes me think about I'm watching the show Married to Medicine and it's kind of ratchet, but there was this one episode. <laughs> I was like, how is this tied in? That was, <laughs> there was one episode that was really good, and there's this girl who is like, she will say something that really hurts your feelings, like just, just at any sign of disrespect, cut through. And she went back to her home that she was a child in. I think um, 30 years had passed since she'd been there. And she went there and um, she realized that she had blocked out the fact that her dad died in that house. Be, like she just never went back there and she was talking about her childhood how she didn't get a chance to socialize with kids mm-hmm. her mom kept her in the house her mom would work all day her mom wouldn't tell her she loved her her mom would call her a bitch you know yeah. and so going back there she was able to understand a little bit more about why she responds the way that she mm-hmm. responds right. And so that's what yeah. it, it brought up for me. Yeah, and I think that's important in all scenarios with people. Um, even for me, I've finally gotten to a point where if someone harms me or someone hurts me, I'm able to sort of look at them and be analytical to the degree in which I see myself in them. So I'm like, okay, if I'm triggered by this, then obviously there's something within me that I still need to work on. Mm. So for each Come person on. that does something to you, there's a reason why they're doing that. Hurt people hurt people. So mm-hmm. more, of, more often than not, I find that people who are hurt typically tend to project a lot of the issues and problems that they're having. And so I don't know, a lot of people operate from a hurt place. Mm-hmm. And I think at this point, we really need to start going back in time to that place to heal it so we can move forward with peace. Because I feel like if you don't go back to that place, if you don't revisit it, then you're going to continue sort of projecting these different you know things that you've experienced in the past. And so I think a lot of people need to start just focusing on uh, rebirth, transformation, renewal. I think that's what 2020 is about, honestly. It's just really stepping into your light and being being a light, you know? So that means going back into the darkness and, yeah, just transforming and healing. That's what we really need to focus on. And I think the biggest thing about that is that people don't want to go into the darkness. They don't. Mm-hmm. Because it's there for a reason, yep. right. you know. Mm-hmm. And just like we're told not to cry when we're younger oh, and we get to be adults mm-hmm. and you wonder why you can't cry or mm-hmm. why you don't like to cry in front of people. There's a lot of barriers there. So it is. Like, yeah. You have to. But if you want to say how you are, then... Don't. Yep. Then, right. Exactly. But if you want to change, if it doesn't challenge you, it doesn't change you, yeah, right? That's right. true. And so you have to go into the ugliest parts of yourself yes. in order to fix it. Yes. Gotcha. And be able to reveal your true self. Mm-hmm. You know. And so I think it's important to kind of make it something that people talk about right we have to be able to talk about it Mm -hmm. 
if white people can talk about it, then black people can talk about it. Then Mexican people can talk about it. Then Asian people. Like, we just all need to talk about it because if you have a body, you have mental health. Mm -hmm. And it can be either good or bad. Mm -hmm. And that just depends on whether or not you address these things. Right, right. Exactly. It's not being afraid of addressing those either. Yes. You know, fear fear can cause a lot of things. It can cause you to have depression, anxiety, mm-hmm. stress, whatever. And I just honestly feel like if you feel some way, say it, you know. And I, I'm a big advocate of meditation. Like, if you don't know where you're at in life, take some time for yourself mm-hmm. in the morning to meditate. Yes. Um, 15 minutes. Some people can't do that. That's fine. Start with yeah. five. Yep. But just take that time to, to your time to be sitting on your own. Mm-hmm. Because you know your day is filled with busyness, but you need the time to like be centered and it just thoughts will come to your head, you mm-hmm. know. And then you just at that point you start be more aware of some things around you, you know. So mm-hmm. I agree. I think meditation is really powerful, mm-hmm. and I mean it, it doesn't have to just be you sitting in silence. I mean you can go for a walk, and that's meditation. You can go to the beach and go to the ocean, whatever is meditation for you. But a lot of us need to. We need to work on recentering ourselves and really finding out what we feel, you know, listening to your intuition, connecting with your highest self and not being afraid to do that. You know, Um, I think that's what will help a lot of us is if we really just reflect back on ourselves and if we figure out what we're really dealing with. And you know what makes me excited about, you know, having kids in the future is Mm -hmm. that you know, our generation is more um, aware of mm-hmm. mental health and willing to go to therapy mm-hmm. and willing to go and get spiritual readings and all yes. these different things just to take care of ourselves. Yes. And so whenever you're able to do that, then you're able to be a better parent and you're able to exactly. break that cycle exactly the yelling at your kids Mm -hmm. and the beating their asses when they do something wrong you know we can stop that because Mm -hmm. we're healing from things Mm -hmm. that we went through Mm -hmm. and we're able to be a better parent and be able to you know talk things out i'm not saying don't whoop your child that's up to you you know but being able to talk about it and explain things because i know that in the past parents wasn't explaining stuff to kids mm-hmm. and kids mm-hmm. deserve to mm-hmm. know why things are happening it's a very smart you exactly know, we, when you come into this this world you already have a lot of knowledge and you already have in the past life that you're coming into new ones so you're like i said earlier very like impressionable you're vulnerable to a lot of things around you you already have the knowledge inside of you mm-hmm. it's just it's up to the parents to continue that not allow their own emotions their own feelings and themselves to protect their children exactly and, and remembering that children are people they are humans they're, they're little people so they're little uh, people they're they're everything around you. Mm-hmm. everything good and bad yes good and bad so and whenever yeah. your kids out there cussing then you need to reflect and say damn I need to change my language. I need to change what I'm listening to and exposing them to. And I need to change what I'm watching. Yep, exactly. Because kids literally, just everything. Everything. Take it all in. (laughs) But I think it's really amazing that you could even bring that up. And I think that's the really cool thing about 
about our generation is that we're able to think about you know what we see for our future and our mm-hmm. kids future for the most part and mm-hmm. i think that does come from us doing the healing mm-hmm. and seeing what didn't work for us because i think that's what makes you a really great parent you know no one is perfect for the most part but mm-hmm. i do think that when you can internalize and reflect and again you know see certain patterns within yourself it helps you to help your children right? exactly so that's kind of things that we want to continue to do um with different like workshops we do we did a workshop at government community college we're based in new york and we did a mental health workshop for college students and so it was like a self-help workshop one of my um Yvonne Woodburn, she's like our educational director and we just did this you know like hey, we're just gonna go to the school we have connections let's go there and throughout the time like we we're doing events we we're doing explain activities and afterwards like those some pluses like you know what is something that you would change they're like honestly to be longer you know because mm-hmm. I feel like I needed this time mm-hmm. to really just decompress through my day and just talk about different things because honestly I didn't even know what self-love was I didn't know that I was actually hating myself. Mm, right. <laughs> so this workshop really showed me that I have things to work on. Exactly. And so we want to continue to do that for like high school and, and even high school. They didn't, they feel like self love is selfish. And so they're being selfish, that means they're not gonna have any friends. Mm. And so what they feel like is going to make them happy is that everybody around them is gonna be happy. And so I was like, ooh. Mm. So we need to go back to the drawing board and figure out how can we even tell them like self love is not selfish. Exactly. Being good to yourself, you need to be good to everybody. It's always working in overflow. Mm-hmm. You know, not at oh, I'm just here to be here because you, you you're just a body, and God's put us on the earth for a mission. And so if you walk into a room, be intentional about that. Mm-hmm. You know, and make sure whatever you need to do in order to be a hundred percent. You know, take care of yourself first, and, let, and be okay with saying no and setting boundaries. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And that's something that I'm doing now, <laughs> setting boundaries mm-hmm. with my parents, um, because. Yes, I am your child, but right. I am not a child. Thanks. I'm sorry, <laughs> <laughs> and boundaries feel uncomfortable, yes. you know, but we have to break through that uncomfortability. Mm-hmm. That's where the growth is. And all relationships, friendships, acquaintances, boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever. It's like. In order for me to be completely me, I need to do this for myself in order for this situation, exactly. this friendship to work. Exactly. Yeah. So I really, and what can I do for you in, in, in return? Mm-hmm. So yeah. I've been practicing that a lot and I'm realizing that situation I walk into, I'm getting replenished from it. Mm-hmm. And then also a situation where I'm being depleted and I'm like, ooh, mm-hmm. this may not be a situation. Man, I need to like go back and like figure out, all right, what can I do to be 100% and actually be in this moment instead of just being here, like, I feel like I'm just depleting all my energy to you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's a lot of like, it's that self work, self healing, self awareness, you know. So it, it's it's every day. <laughs> healing never stops. Mm-hmm. And notice he says self and not selfish. So, yeah, self healing, <laughs> self love, self yeah. everything is actually amazing. That's what makes you a great person. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And that's how you're able to give from your own cup. Exactly. Mm-hmm. If you are, if your cup is like this, you're not going to be able to be there, be the great parent but for you your kids mm-hmm. or the best friend or best lover, you know, if you're not constantly pouring into yourself um so i had a question and i guess everybody can kind of answer it what do you think can 
be done to destigmatize mental health and mental illness and therapy? I think really continuing to have open dialogues and conversations. Mm-hmm. Um, like what's that, the sciences we're going to be doing like this year is honestly having workshops for just ladies, workshops for men, workshops for everybody. Mm-hmm. We have like this event coming up in New York, it's like trap healing events. So it's like, Ooh, yes. Ooh, come people. on. <laughs> what is it? Right, because we fly for free, so. So it's pretty much just introducing people to meditation and mm-hmm. yoga and also having people come there that are in that space to show them, hey, this is another way you can develop self-love and also heal yourself as well because mm-hmm. our body is very that is dope yeah. so i love what it else i want to do is just bring different events and different ideas that we have amongst ourselves <clears throat> even if it's a movie that come out we're going to have us to have a talk about this and that's just really what is just to get people more open to talk about the situation you know and be able to take this to another person mm. and kind of just continue to get your silence so it's like i feel like it's really just by con- talking about it and being mm-hmm. attention being you know getting out of your, your own box and stuff that's how i feel um the place where so we used to live in long beach and we used to live by a healing studio i guess that's what it would be called it's called the saw lounge and it's black owned and there was my nunu before so i'm gonna shout them out again (laughs) um but they do the healing energy and reiki and chakras and the salt room and all that stuff and they also have events and they had a trap yoga event that happens each month and i wanted to go but i never like was able to but election is gonna be in march so i'll let you know in this month bomb so, yes i would love to come an excuse to you love she, <laughs> she let her go somewhere <laughs> So I was listening to a podcast again today. The Read? <laughs> no. Friendzone? No, it was The Read. Oh. Wait, was it The Read? I don't remember which one it was now. But anyways, it talked about how kids nowadays idolize celebrities. Mm-hmm. So if more celebrities talked about therapy, then it would be cool for yeah. the kids. And they would do it. Because now we have French Montana and 50 Cent arguing about cars, mm. about whose car was more money. Mm. And now the kid's like, I want a Lamborghini because 50 mm. Cent has a Lamborghini. So now I feel like, to relate to younger people, not us. Right. <laughs> right. If 50 Cent has a therapist, I want a therapist. Mm. And I feel like celebrities, unfortunately, because of social, social media, they have such a power. They, they, can, they can post a picture of flat tummy tea and now everybody's running to flat tummy tea and yeah. buying flat tummy mm-hmm. tea. Mm-hmm. They can post a picture of lip gloss and now the kids are buying the lip gloss. So right. if they post more of mental health, then the kids could relate right. to that. Mm-hmm. Right. Unfortunately, I feel like that generation, they need to see it mm-hmm. for it to make sense to them. Right. That's why that is true. Yeah. Because I work with teens also and child. you know i just have some clients that are like oh no to be depressed means that you're just sad and da 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 and i'm like well that also means that you're easily irritable and you have trouble concentrating in class and you know just telling them all the different things and i'm like so what do you think about that whenever i tell you that and they're just like i mean no i'm not depressed and i'm like 
I'm depressed at times, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's where I, you know, use my own self because it, that is how people feel comfortable by not feeling like they are alone and by feeling understood. And so I do get depressed. And so I will tell them, you know, I have my own therapist and things like that. Um, just to make them feel more comfortable and make it more normal Mm -hmm. and I just put it to them like okay if you break your break your bone you're gonna go to the doctor right right if something happens to you and your heart is broken or um, your feelings are hurt or something just really traumatic happens then you go to a therapist and it's the same thing it shouldn't be looked at as crazy or Mm -hmm. Soft. White or you know, <laughs> right. it shouldn't be looked at like that. Nobody would question you going to the doctor for a migraine, yes. you know. So why are we questioning you going to therapy for being black? Because we all know that being black, you need therapy mm-hmm. yes. at one point or another. Period. I agree. I agree. Well, I would um, heavily encourage people to honestly just get in tune with yourself. You know, mm-hmm. pick up a journal. You know, just put dear self, uh, dear higher self, dear universe, whatever it is, and just express yourself. You know, mm-hmm. write out what you're feeling um, and honestly look into meditating. If you, you know, can't, for whatever reasons, can't find a therapist, I would highly suggest looking into meditation. Meditation changed my life for the most part. Opposite of going to a therapist, it really helped me. Um, it just helped me with recentering myself, and it's even been proven that it changes your brain. It changes yeah. the patterns of your brain, and you know, endorphins goes off. I mean, it's it really helps a lot. So I'd say recenter yourselves, really, you know, meditate, journal, do anything that's going to help you express yourself. So I think self-expression is release, it's healing. So what about you guys? I know now you guys are more like aware and you guys both do things uh, for yourself, self-care. But initially, what did you guys think about therapy and mental health and all that? Um, I didn't know what mental health was Mm -hmm. growing up. And therapy, I did did a session of therapy and it was with a Caucasian woman. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I kind of like healed my own self from it. <laughs> and it's just like I went there one time, and I was just, I just wasn't comfortable with talking to nobody about my. I was like, you don't know me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we had nothing to talk about. So I wasn't open to it, and that's why I always say like, you know, you have to like really develop like the reason why you're going to therapy, so you know what to get out of it instead of just going. Um, but now my, my idea of therapy is definitely needed. You know, mm-hmm. with any situation, even if you don't want to go to a like a therapist, you're not ready for that, maybe find an event in your city that is geared toward like a healing event or mm-hmm. a workshop or a conversation so you can actually just talk amongst people, you mm-hmm. know? So I would just say like, if you're not ready for therapy, do meditation, self-love, or find like a, a resource in your community. Mm-hmm. Um, i say for me, my experience was a little different. Um, I went through a really traumatic breakup growing up and my parents honestly thought that when you were in high school yeah when I was in high school I was um a senior in high school or no actually I'm sorry it was um in high school leading into college so I was a freshman in college actually and this breakup was so traumatic for me and at that time I didn't realize that I was actually experiencing a form of PTSD Mm -hmm. because there are um not a lot of psychologists and therapists talking about PTSD in uh 
terms of relationships and how it affects us and our mm-hmm. minds. And so I was lucky enough to go to a black therapist who was actually a man and honestly speaking to him and, and him just giving me that permission to really express myself and to be open about um, what I was experiencing at that time helped me a lot. It um, honestly just mirrored back to me and I don't know, I just remember being able to move past that situation at more ease because he was able to really mirror it back to me and help me understand that I wasn't crazy for what I was experiencing mm-hmm. and going through. And so I, I always had like positive experiences with therapists for the most part. Um, I definitely think you just have to research and find the mm-hmm. right man because um, that's most important because I do know people who've seen therapists and when it doesn't correlate with what they feel or if they don't see a mirror of themselves it can be really hard to express yourself mm-hmm. because you're like well what does this person know they don't know exactly. about me you don't know me and so research 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 there's always someone and if you can't find anyone again um you know i don't know just meditate turn to to something else until you can't find someone but there's always a way um there's always someone just research I know for me, um, it was important that I had a black therapist because whenever I was in Chapman, I was having some body dysmorphia issues. And so I went and got the free therapy, but it was like a white lady and um, it was one time and it was just like probably 30 minutes or something like that. And I was just like, okay, I hated this, (laughs) you know, Um, and so... I think it was, yeah, it was last year, early last year. Yes, January. I started going to therapy and um, I went through Kaiser and I was able to get a list of the places I could go. And so I went through that list and then I looked to see what was close to where I live, clicked there, boom, found a place, clicked there they had the pictures of the therapist i was like perfect (laughs) called him um my current therapist um at the my current at the time last year she was not taking new patients so I had talked to her on the phone and I was just like, oh my God, I was about to cry on the phone. I'm like, damn, that's going to be really good for me. And then she was like, yeah, I'm not taking any um, patients, but I do have this lady. And so I went to this lady and oh, I loved her. Oh, I loved her so much. So like she was so good. Um, and, you know, I was also learning. And so that's also a good thing about therapy. If you're a therapist, like you need to go (laughs) because people can tell you anything at any time. Mm -hmm. And if you haven't dealt with your stuff, then you could project and you can have a really terrible session for someone, you know. And so she told me, she's like, I have been working with her for some months. She's like. Yeah, so I'm not going to be working here anymore. We'll probably have like two more sessions and then I'm going to transfer you to this person. I was like, no, (laughs) no, you know, but then I ended up going to the person I initially talked to. And so she's the one that's really made like pushing me. Mm -hmm. And that's how I am as a therapist. I'm not like too pushy, but I'm not gonna just let you come in here and tell me that your week was fine. Right. (laughs) You know. Um so I say all that to say that 
you gotta find a therapist that works for you if you just go to therapy and you don't do any research and you just go to whoever then you're just i mean hope hopefully they're good at building rapport you Mm. know but if they're not then you have to do what's best for you you're not gonna get what you need out of it Mm. until you find someone that you can really connect to um so yeah I'm a therapist that's getting therapy, and that's fine, you know? Everybody should be getting therapy, and fuck the stigma. (laughs) (laughs) I also just wanted to briefly tie in, like, checking Mm -hmm. on your strong friends. Absolutely. Because... Is it on? Is it on? (laughs) It's me. (laughs) Check on me. (laughs) Check on your strong friends, because I... Too. It wasn't a sister, but it was someone I've known my mm-hmm. entire life. Right. Um, I got the bad news that she committed suicide, and it, she never talked to any any of us. Mm-hmm. She was quiet, and she was smiling, and saying, like, oh, let me depend on her, because... Yeah, and next thing I know, golden, you know, she was gone. Yeah. So, And then I've also ex- experienced people who are close to me who've had people commit suicide, mm-hmm. and right. seeing them having to deal with that loss, because... I only know them by way of them, and to see them sad obviously makes me sad. Right, mm-hmm. right. But at the same time, if you're not ready to seek therapy, it's like you're right. sad, but I need you to like dive into your feelings so that you right. can understand why you feel like this, so it's that you right. don't just end up like that person. Right. So yes, right. check on your strong friends because they may not be as strong as you think. Yeah, yeah, to also that, add to that. Oh, I'm sorry. There you go. Well, I was going to say, um, I recently, um, when I was in Michigan, I had to go to a funeral. A friend, a friend of my family's actually, she um, passed away. She didn't commit suicide, but um, once they did the autopsy, they could tell that her death came from stress. She was five, almost six months pregnant, and um, she was just dealing with a lot, and it was mental. And she was really strong. She took on a lot. If you ask her... Um, like you need me to help you no no I got it I got it you know really amazing woman amazing person but she was just taking on a lot mentally mm-hmm. a lot of stress her son um, was incarcerated you know um, she was what 41 so she was of course higher um, rate with pregnancy sometimes you know they say you have to be careful or whatever but mm-hmm. uh, she passed away and I know for a fact that it came from stress and so Again, self-expression therapy is so important because even if it isn't suicide, you are literally killing yourself by carrying around so much weight and just carrying around uh, a lot of just the mental strains that we get from our past. Absolutely. What were you going to say, Anthony? Oh, that was my train of thought. That was so good. Um, (laughs) (laughs) No, I was saying that um, for me, Last, I think for I always suffered in silence and came back when I was ready. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And but what that the silence has taught me is I have somebody I'm doing with it with a co-founder, and he's a black man as well. And so we both had that that mantra that mantra was like suffering silence and come back when you're ready. But it's like if you're working with somebody, hey, I'm not good right now. I just want to talk to you. Can I just can you just be listening here mm-hmm. and vice versa? And that way you. You're really building a rapport with somebody. You're building a community. You're building a sense of like trust. And so when you have those feelings where you know you're going through this, this thing and you're used to suffering silence, 
call somebody, call one of your good friends, or call yeah. your mother, whoever, and you never know what that moment can help you because it's going to help you be more open. Mm-hmm. You know, silence will kill you. You know, and so mm-hmm. we can learn to honestly dead the silence and really speak up. And if we're feeling some way, just call a friend like, hey, this is this is new for me, but like I'm really going through a hard time. So I just need you to pray for me. I just need you just to listen right now. I don't mm-hmm. need you just to talk back to me. I just want you just to be on the phone so I can let it out. And then exactly. I can myself. So that's in 2020. I'm going to continue to do, but it was hard for me going like last year and stuff. And now I'm like, okay. Yeah, I'm not going to just, like, dip off the face of the earth anymore. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, because that's not cool. It's not cool. I'm good for that, yeah. My phone will be on airplane mode and no one can yeah, that. that. <laughs> and see, I get, I get that. But I think that also, if you are going through something and you consider me to be your friend, right. just say that I'm going through something and exactly. I don't feel like talking. I need to, and I think it's, that's something. That's a communication. Yeah, it's communication. Yeah. You want to talk like, hey, I'm yeah. going through right now. Let me be, I'll come back. You yeah. know? Instead of just like dipping off and then you're just in this whole black hole and everybody's like, what's going on? It's Wondering like, what's going right, on. Right, right. Yeah. I, I will say that I... I need to work on that more. Mm-hmm. A cousin of mine actually, I really got emotional from this, but um, she talked to me about how it hurts her that I don't let her in and that I shut a lot of people out because I am that person. Like when I'm dealing with things, I just internalize it and mm-hmm. I disappear. I go off the radar. And then people take it personally because mm-hmm. they think it's them, but it's really just me dealing with my shit, like just yeah. mentally. And I really need to learn how to express myself because that's still a part of. Um, just thinking you can hold on to everything because even mm-hmm. if you see a therapist or um, meditate or anything you can still deal with things you know yeah. um, I consider myself a really strong person and I'm always there for others but sometimes I feel like I'm a burden if I'm going to someone and so I'm saying you know we all feel that way yeah and so I am I'm learning to be more open to depend on my friends more in that regard mm-hmm. so that I don't feel alone because then when you are going through things you're like no one's here for me no exactly one's here. exactly yeah. and the you thing is the up. thing that yeah. my therapist told me is how they gonna know you're going through stuff if you don't tell don't them, tell them. Yep. and I was like child yep. <laughs> <laughs> telepathy right they should, just, they should just know okay right. Like and when I met at my right. boyfriend, right. what's wrong? Nothing. That's the favorite word. Right. Right. And I feel like a lot of relationships would actually be around now if they just use their words. Communication. Mm-hmm. Communication. Now. Communication. <laughs> so I mean, we all will go through stuff. You know, a lot of things are not in our control. Right. But. We have to learn how to cope with it. We have to learn how to not let it rock our entire world, um, if possible. Because, you know, losses, that will rock your your whole world. Um, but, you know, if it's just like minor day-to-day things or something like that, then, you know, you have to figure out how to cope with it and do things that make you feel good. And so something that I've started doing this year is just being more intentional with like my routine so i have like a morning routine and i do my aromatherapy and i just you know start my day off right sometimes i'll light my palo santo okay and just get some good vibes going um but it's just me 
knowing things that make me happy mm-hmm. and doing it every single day, mm-hmm. you know, to decrease my burnout, to right. decrease, you know, depression and right. just, you know, to make me be filled with self-love and right. positivity. Right. Um, so, yeah. Let's go ahead and check out with some <laughs> self-care. What is some self-care that you are going to do from now until next week to make sure that you are pouring into yourself so you can live your best life? Um, For me, I would definitely say being on routine and really sticking to my meditations in the morning. Um, I love when the sun is like rising and so I'm going to actually start getting up around that time to really just meditate and reflect because when... I don't know, you take on so much during the day, we can all be empaths in the sense of us just taking on the energy of others. So I think it's important to really nourish yourself and pour into yourself. So this week for me will be about just really having that sacred space with myself each morning. And yeah. I like that. <laughs> what about you? Um I would say continue like to meditate in the morning. That's something that I I enjoy doing it. It definitely has changed my life for the better. One thing I want to to do better is honestly like having like a routine because mm-hmm. our life, you know, is not going to get easier. It's going to get harder. Yeah. So it's just being more organized and sticking to that schedule, you know, that I have set for myself, and so I can be, you know, aware, uh, aware, intentional in every situation I'm going into. Yes. So. She gave me an agenda for Christmas, and I've been using it, and it's been keeping me focused yes. throughout the day. You got some stuff to do out here. You know? <laughs> so, I feel you. Let's see. Some self-care that I'm going to do. I'm going to continue with my workout regimen. I'm increasing my weights this week. So, that is challenging, but good. Um, and then also we're going cake tasting on Saturday. So I'm excited for that because I've been eating very healthy. So I'm not going to go all out, but, you know, I'll have a fork full of each one. <laughs> and still work out because that's the kind of person I am. So what about you, sis? So my goal for 2020 is to strengthen my friendships or re-strengthen them. Because there's a lot of friendships that we do high and by, but we don't actually, like, have conversation about how we're doing. So I'm actually going to drive down to San Diego to see one of my friends to, like, rekindle that friendship. And so we can continue. Because we were great friends, and then it just... Right. <laughs> just stopped. It like, just stopped. And there's no yeah. reason why it should have stopped. Yeah. So I want to... Drive down there, see her, spend the day with her, and then come back. So, yeah. then I'm gonna continue that trend for 2020. Right. Friends that I know mean something to me. Exactly. I'm going to go out the way. And if they don't mean nothing to you, then they ain't your friends. That part. <laughs> Period. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 
So hopefully you guys got something out of this episode. And thank you guys. I know that we put you on the spot, Darius. But, <laughs> you know, thank you for participating. Yes, thank you. Um, all the way from New York. Thank you guys. Um, so just we international, remember, girl. Or are we domestic, girl? <laughs> <laughs> But you have people listening to us in like New Zealand, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. So that's dope. Shout out to New Zealand. Shout out to New Zealand. Oh, shout out to Australia because they're really going through. No, it, though, legitimately. Yeah, shout out to them. Prayers for them. Yeah, I guess just um, are they doing like Instagram handles and stuff? Oh, oh sure. yeah, shout yeah. it all out. Tell them, tell them everything. So you guys can follow me on my personal page a underscore d u n k s. Um, and also uh, follow us at Dead the Silence, which is Dead the Silence. Yes. And you, know, and you can find out a lot of affirmations, little conversations we post, um, and also we have like some other events coming up. So we do. We are based in like New York and DC area, uh, but we do plan on you know, manifesting coming out to the West Coast. Okay. Yes. Yes. You know, just stay tuned. I'm into it. Yes. You know I am. <laughs> <laughs> and you know I love to fly, so let me know when trap uh, therapy is coming out. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just renaming it. <laughs> oh, oh, and also I had that book. Oh, yes. He has the book from Nunu. <clears throat> so it's Nutrition and Mental Illness, and it's by Carl C. Pfeiffer, P-F-E-I-F-F-E-R. PhD MD. So I just want to get that for you guys. Take a read and let him know your thoughts on his Instagram. Yes. Or our Instagram, but y'all, anyway. (laughs) (laughs) So follow us also on Instagram at Seek Therapy Podcast, on Twitter at Seek Therapy Pod. Um, And just remember, you can drink the two gallons of water every day and have the wheatgrass shots and do CrossFit. But if you're ignoring the things going on in your head and in your heart, then you're still not truly healthy. So go on ahead and seek therapy. All the cool kids is doing it. I just had my session yesterday. Bye.